Welcome back to Canary in a Coal Mine. I am joined today by Ian Eisenberg, who is the owner of the chain of stores called Uncle Ike's, which is known in Seattle as the best marijuana shops that there are. Thank you so much for being with us. Last night, your store was specifically targeted. Um, it seems as a block of other stores, it seemed to be on the hit list for the Antifa types. What can you tell us about what happened? Well, we, there's a sort of a crawl space below the store at street level and with windows and uh, venting. So there's fans sort of open. Um, the Antifa anarchists smashed through all those windows, threw in explosive devices, lit the whole place on fire, blew it up. Um, it luckily didn't really get into the main shop because it was a crawl space and there's a good layer of insulation and cement, but uh, smashed all the windows, smashed the security uh, gates, the doors, you know, pr pretty extensive damage. Normally, we could get it fixed right away, but in Seattle, the, the glass companies, obviously, are pretty backed up. Yeah, still replacing stuff in the chop would be my guess. Yep. You still got a lot of stuff there. I mean, you drive by, plus all the stores that are boarded up are still being broken into all the time. So, I mean, I can only imagine how far out they are. This isn't the first time you have been targeted by these kinds of people. Do you think it's just going to keep happening? They're just going to keep coming after you? Because it seems like last night they targeted you. Whole Foods, because it's a subsidiary of Amazon, a store that's owned by a police officer, and one or two others that were on their hit list. Do you think this is just a new normal? I think that you know, there's very few people in Seattle that'll speak their mind if they're not fully on board with every progressive cause and political view. And if you differ from them, and I'm a pretty liberal guy, if you differ from them in any aspect, you are 1,000% the enemy. And every smart business owner in Seattle knows to keep their mouth shut. And I still haven't learned that. So, you know, I supported, I supported you. I supported um, some other candidates around town that I mean, you were probably the most conservative. Like Egan uh, was probably the most liberal possible candidate. Yeah. Uh, Phil Tavel. But, but because I did that, I think I'm on the hit list. And, you know, the, the smear campaigns online, it's just, it's too much. Do you think that this has anything to do with our shared heritage, perhaps? Because I noticed that some of the stuff they put up there in the past, they've attacked you. I mean, one guy in particular who's a lunatic, you know, he came after you for being Jewish and anything else like that. They came after me for being Jewish. Do you think this had anything to do with that or just because you speak your mind more of that kind of stuff, city politics? Such? Or remember, it's never because we're Jewish. It's because we're Zionists, right? Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm hated. You know, when I opened up in the CD and there was a lot of controversy, the Africatown guys were pretty point blank. We don't want any heaps in the CD. You know, Kike shouldn't be allowed to open businesses in the Central District. And let's remember who was in the Central District years ago was the Jewish community, the Japanese community, and the Jewish community left because of all the violence in the Central District. My great-grandparents moved to 23rd and Cherry in 1906. Right. And we've pretty much lived in this neighborhood ever since. <laughs> right. And something that's always fascinated me about you is that you make an effort to hire people from the community, from the neighborhood. Anytime I've come to see you at one of your stores, there's always people around there. So what are they angry about exactly? I don't understand. You're helping the community. It's, it's a false narrative. There was a, um, a protest out in front of us a few weeks ago called Pay the Fee, where any business in the city was supposed to pay uh, King County Equity now a fee for the privilege of doing business here. But there is a discussion about how I wrote the pot laws to keep black and brown people out of the industry. It's just made up nonsense. Um, they, they, they make up their own narrative, it seems like, whenever they want. Um, they're, they're, they're discussed at length about how if you have a felony or misdemeanor, 
which, you know, uh, people, minorities were targeted in the war on drugs. I'm totally on board with that. It's true. Um, it was horrible and it needs to be rectified. But they were talking about if you had a misdemeanor or a felony, you weren't even allowed to work in a pot shop. Now, I'd say half our employees have criminal records. You know, we, we like to hire people with, you know, give people second chances. That's what you know, we're all about. But the reality doesn't matter. You have to have a bad guy, a boogeyman. And the groups that are encouraging this in Seattle, they're getting paid. They're getting money and property from the city. It's working. So why wouldn't they continue doing it? Right. Our friend Omari Tahir Garrett, his organization is one of the ones actually working and negotiating with the mayor's office on this list of demands they have. This is a guy who went to jail for bashing a former mayor of Seattle in the face with a megaphone and is on video doing anti-Semitic slurs against you and anti-Asian slurs. And these are the kind of people they're negotiating with. He's, he's actually, uh, now he is occupying the front steps of the African-American Museum up on Massachusetts. Yeah. Trying to get that, you know, originally he was, he, he occupied it. Then, as I understand it, the city couldn't deal with him. So they Urban League took it over and they've been running it ever since. He's trying to get it back from the Urban League. But get it back to do what with it? It's an African-American museum. What does he hope to do with it? At this point, I'm just a firm believer it's all for personal gain. Mm -hmm. You know, burn everything down or get a hundred bucks not to. You know, I've been told how many times it's that if I paid the fee or, you know, a couple of years ago, it was the Seattle uh, Black Book Club, if I gave them money, that my problems would go away. You know, in most cities, it's just called extortion. Right. And it's taken me a while to get my arms around the concept that instead of somebody's gonna break your arms or your legs, they're gonna bash you on Twitter. And I guess I never really took that seriously. And you know, I don't, I'm not gonna give in to bullies. I don't think either of us are. But after the pay the fee protest, they were, you know, Nikita Oliver, she's a you know, pretty well-known uh, politician in Seattle. Um, that if we don't pay the fee, we should get out of this, we should be forced out of the CD by any means necessary. Well, that night we had an arson here at 23rd and, and Union. We're still, you know, repairing that. Wow. I just, and nobody wants to talk about this. When I found out that businesses were being threatened in the chop, even the Seattle Times wrote a whole article saying I was making up the whole thing. And then a week later, you have all these businesses suing it. And these are the kinds of things that are listed. And nobody wants to talk about it. The media doesn't want to talk about it. The politicians don't want to talk about it. These are things that are going on. You know, when I, when I used to work in New York, part of your construction cost was always, you know, you have to put aside this much for kickbacks. Right? You yeah. just know you did. It was part of doing business. This is different because no matter what you do here, it just seems like nothing satisfies them. If you give in to terrorists, they're just going to keep asking for more. Right. That's exactly I, mean, I, I, I read about, you know, Dow, Constantine, they were to close the prisons. And, the, you know, the no you jail people for about 10 minutes. They were really happy. They got what they wanted. But then the timeline wasn't fast enough. <laughs> then people deciding what the facility should be used for should be the youth or it should be them. You know, you're, you're never, if you negotiate with terrorists, you're never going to get where you want. You're always going to lose. Yeah, it seems that way, especially because now they're talking about rolling back in King County about the things they're going to charge people for. I mean, when are they going to stop, you know, prosecuting murders or rapes or anything like that? Where does it really end? Now they're talking about not prosecuting robberies anymore. What's the point of having a district attorney? What's the point of having a King County attorney? We have really good video of last night's looting and rioting. You know, people breaking through glass, stealing things, walking out with them. The police, when I talked to them last night around midnight when they were up there, they were watching the video. They recognized some of the players from previous arrests from CHOP. They knew who they were. But the police, their hands are tied. What are they supposed to do when 
when the prosecutor won't prosecute, when their counsel's always coming down on them as being the bad guys. Right. I mean, they're in a really bad place right now. Oh, that's awful. Well, Ian, thanks so much for being with us. All of you out there, you should go support Uncle Ike's. Even if you don't smoke marijuana, you should go there and find something to buy for a friend who does. Help out the store, help out a business who does a lot of great things for the community. I appreciate you being with us, buddy. If you need anything, please reach out. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. We'll be back after a brief word from our sponsor. That's it. All right.